Why did you bring her in right now? Yeah, she's gotta go, bro. Sophia, watch. Go get in your bed. 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 We keep we're keeping this audio in, by the way. We're not cutting this. <laughs> yeah, ready to go. Sir. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, or welcome to Orange County's very own podcast. I'm your host, Makai Louie, and honored, we got a special guest in the house, Mr. Chris Rodriguez. What's going on, my boy? How's it going? Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so we're going to jump into this right away. Uh, lots to talk about. My boy Chris is doing a lot of amazing things, man. Um, I see from afar and excited to bring you on and just uh, have some conversations. Hopefully, you guys get some value out of it. And um, yeah, man, first and foremost, I want to plug your socials, bro, because you're doing a lot of really cool stuff on there, uh, a lot of inspiring stuff. And I know it fires me up every time I see you post because I know you put in the work every day. Um, but what's your socials? Tell the people. Yeah, man. Uh, so all socials are going to be C-Rod TV. Um, just pumping out a lot more content now. So everything kind of fitness-based, uh, just becoming the best version of yourself. So C-Rod yeah, yeah. TV on everything. C-Rod TV. Perfect. So you're on, I know you're on Instagram. You're on TikTok. <clears throat> Is that main platform? Yeah, right TikTok and Instagram. Mostly TikTok, honestly, right now. Because um, yeah. that's the easiest to grow from. I love that app. Um, yeah, dude. I love it, dude. It's crazy right now. So I used to hate on it. I'm not a hater, to be honest. Like I really don't like hate on stuff, but like I, I had a six foot stiff arm for a long time. I was the same way, and now that I'm like finally into it, dude, I'm like, dude, I waited way too yeah. long. We missed out. We missed out on so much like organic growth, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah. still early. So if you want, hundred percent. If you're trying to grow social, TikTok is is your way to go. For awesome, sure. awesome. We'll dig into that a lot. A um, few announcements before we really di dive into this thing, man. Um, we are officially on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, man. It's, a, it's been a long time in the making. A lot of that's on my on my end. Um, but nonetheless, we are on there. We're, we're going to be uploading episodes that are already on YouTube on our channel at Orange County's very own. And uh, really excited to get the audio out, man. And, and on that piece, like... Out of all the content that is out there, which is literally infinite amounts, like I appreciate, just wanted to say I appreciate you for, you know, either listening to this, watching this, even seeing a clip um, and engaging with me on social media. You don't know how much it helps uh, with getting our message and, and our, our guest messages out there to the world uh, to continue to create more value and, and impact more lives uh, to live a more profound experience, man. That's what we're all about around here at Orange County's very own. Our branding is, you know, doing through action um, and leading through action and leading in an uncommon life, um, you know, putting ourselves in positions to grow and develop um, in as many ways as we can. And hopefully sh by sharing our experiences, our lives, the things that we're doing right now uh, can hopefully help you find, um, you know, that little burn inside of you to keep things going. So. Nonetheless, man, let's hop into Chris, C-Rod TV. Uh, me and my boy went to high school together. Yep. Orange Lutheran Lancers, you know what the deal is. And a uh, Lancer, always a Lancer, baby. That's it, Lan <laughs> Lancers for life, baby. That's it, I'm actually going to the, uh, uh, they made the playoffs somehow, I don't know. Really? How, the whole system, oh, it's, it's trippy now. They're like Division Two. I don't know, it's a whole thing. Uh, but I'll always rep my boys. But, yeah, me, Darion, Kavanga, Isaiah, Adam are all going to be there and hit the sidelines Friday. They have a winning Friday. record? <laughs> I don't think so. And they're still in the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, bro. Well, like, uh, supposedly they have this thing now where, you know, it used to be just Trinity League D1, like Pac-5 yeah. division for football. 
Um, now they're splitting it up on a whole bunch of different crazy ways, uh, more of like a regional deal. Um, there's like Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, and so on. And you get like filtered into these brackets. I'm not an expert on this, but so they kind of got rid of the Trinity League a little bit. <sighs> they didn't get rid of the league play, but they basically changed. They completely changed playoff, wow. like how you actually um, can achieve getting into the playoffs. Who you place? Like they're playing like Simi Valley, Jesus. who they're like ten and zero in, in their Valley. league, but it's Simi Valley. <laughs> So they're going to come into Orange Coast College, and, and hopefully I'm watching Jeez. a good game on Friday. <laughs> wow. But um, Everyone's in the playoffs, I guess. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. Everyone's getting trophies. That's, that's, it's one of those things, man. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it, like, I saw it, too, like what you just said from a culture side. I was like, first thing in my head, I'm like, bro, like, I don't know. It's one of those things like, oh, not everyone has to have their season end right at the end of the season, yeah. you know, which is probably one of the more – heartbreaking things at a at the end of a, a long season regardless of the sport mm-hmm. uh, but now they're like oh yeah now everyone's making playoffs so <laughs> weird times bro weird weird times um but yeah redirect and focus man chris like we're gonna talk about a lot so but i want to spend a little bit of time on your background you know who you are you could talk about who, where you're at right now where you've been and a little bit about your background, because um, you were born. You, were you born and raised here in Orange County? Yeah, yeah. Tustin. So you're Orange County's yeah. very own too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right here in Tustin. Okay, for sure. Um, but yeah, just like talk to us about your background, man. Like where you're coming from, um, and kind of where you are right now. I know it's kind of a broad way to start things off, but um, yeah, we'll I just kind of kick it off with there. I'll kind of just go back to childhood, I guess. So born and raised in Tustin. Um, always grew up playing sports, so I played basketball football baseball uh, football was kind of my main sport um, going all the way up until high school um, yeah. were you at Orange Lutheran freshman year no. I wasn't there freshman year I Basically. transferred in okay so I played freshman football um, everything went well got injured kind of <clears throat> kind of screwed up baseball mm. so I had to make a decision um, I broke my collarbone I was gonna ask yeah, so I broke my collarbone, caught a deep pass, uh, went into a dude, and then kind of came down, shattered my collarbone. Uh, so I had to have surgery. It's the worst. Um, season ended. Yeah. But then it's kind of like it took me I don't know, like six months to recover. So mm-hmm. I kind of had to make a game plan what I was going to do with the future. For sure. Um, so I felt like baseball was more of a better route for me, for okay. my future. Um, even though I was better at football. I felt like baseball was the right path for, for my future. So yeah. went with the baseball path, um, went through Orange Lutheran, got hurt my senior year, diving for a ground ball at practice. What, what position did you play? Played middle infield, so I played second base. Okay. And uh, I was going into my senior season. Um, you guys were firing. We were good. You guys were firing. I remember yeah, that. J-Mo, I was watching games. Garrett. Yeah, everyone was. We had a good team. You guys were solid. Uh, preseason, so I was just diving for a ground ball at practice, laying out, uh, tore my labrum, tore my rotator cuff. No. Uh, same arm? Same arm. Mm. So this left arm was, has not been good to me. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, had to have surgery. Damn. Uh, at then, like, at that point in time, my plan was to go to Arizona State. Okay. Then I got hurt. Had to have surgery, took a year to recover. So at that point, I needed a different game plan. So yeah. I went to uh, Golden West in Huntington Beach. Yeah. So I had a gray shirt year because I was still hurt. Right. Um, did that. It's a crazy recovery, the shoulder, bro. It was brutal, man. It took like about a year. So started yeah. off like in a big sling like this, and then and then it went down, and then it went to here, 
and then like relearning how to use your arm. Uh, so That's I did insane. that. Um, then I did a year at Golden West or two years. Um, goal was just to get a scholarship, play, play at a D1 school. Yeah. Um, went through my freshman year, did good. Went through my sophomore year, got those offers. But at that point, those offers were uh, kind of like Far East. Mm. Um, so at that point in my life, it like really wasn't about D1 so much anymore. Right. It was more so just like, where am I at in my life? Where like, where am I going to be the happiest? Mm. So I ended up going to Vanguard. Great questions to ask yourself. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> at dude. that age too. Cause so I, my offers were from a school in Texas and Yukon in Connecticut. So I was yeah. just like, do I really see myself in Connecticut for the mm. next couple of years? Cause I knew these, these couple of years are pretty important in our lives, you know? So for sure. I had another option was Vanguard and Costa Mesa and that was down the street and mm-hmm. um, that's the route I chose and it was a private school. It's NAIA, but they're yeah. legit NAIA. They're like top in the country for baseball. So Hell yeah, did that for a year. Um, and then it just got to a point where I was just like ready to move on from baseball. So mm-hmm. I still had one more year. Um, but for me, it was the goal was always to like get to the next get to the next outcome, right? So in high school is get a scholarship to college and college is mm-hmm. get to the pros. And then as you develop, goals start to change. And I felt like I was kind of running out of goals. Mm. And so at that point, like my last year, I was like, what am I doing? If I don't have any goals, like what am I doing? I'm just wasting my time, you know? So, yeah, yeah. so at that point I was just like, I'm ready to move on and, and kind of really start life. So I ended up dropping out. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of here I am today. So, um, yeah. Like when you, so when you say like making that decision, obviously it's a huge decision, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of athletes out there. Um, even, com- you know, even including myself, we get to that point within sports or for me, it was an injury. Yours, you know, started with the injury, yeah. bounce back, whatever, you know, everyone's journey is so different. But there does come that breaking point, right, where you have to make that conscious decision for your life, for your health, um, you know, what's going to be best for you. So when you ended up making that decision, stepped away from Vanguard, what was in your mind prior to making that decision? Um, and where has that led you now and the things that you've you got your hands in the mix with? Because you do a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. So at that time, it was just like, it was just really sitting down with myself and figuring out, like, why why we even play like what like are we playing because we love the game are we playing because we love chasing the next goal Mm. and for me it kind of came down to like yeah I love baseball but I think I love the pursuit of like chasing goals more yeah and so for me I was kind of like out of goals so for me it was it was tough like don't get me wrong it was really tough but like sure I have like no regrets you know like I was ready to move on and uh kind of like dip my feet into life so um and when you talk about like when you talk about goals like obviously you were at that point right you're like i'm out of goals at this stage in my life yeah where were your thoughts directing you to when it came to new goals or were there things that you had to do to accumulate those you know like essentially create the inspiration in a sense to to dive into something or did you already have your eyes kind of in hindsight of something else that you wanted to do or tap into there was really no clear path um i come from a family of uh we have our own business so i've i've seen my parents like kind of 
blue collar hard workers yeah so i think that's just kind of been ingrained in me so there was really no clear path um i think once i stepped away i kind of just let like let go and let god you know so yeah i kind of just let things unfold so for me it was like entrepreneurship so immediately for me it became about creating things creating businesses things like that and just Mm kind of dipping my feet into the business world um and kind of just learning everything business you know kind of just becoming a sponge again Mm. um because i'm like brand new into the business world (laughs) so like now it's like for me it's like there's so many goals like it's a whole new chapter in my life so that's beautiful um, that's kind of where we're at right now that's what's up man so talk to us about what what you are doing what things are you involved with um because i see you from the outside and we've we've had one conversation last time you saw me um i was in a whole different level of living yeah for sure yeah Um, so uh but yeah right now my current focus me and my buddy uh we run an online fitness company so we help people lose weight so i'll run the front end of the company so i'll help people um with their programs so i'll do all the programming that comes to like uh workouts nutrition um checking in on them uh just kind of like we run a four-month program, so we help people lose weight. So I'm, my focus is there right now. Gotcha. Um, and then we also got some things in the work, too. Uh, so you're like a coach, in a sense. Yeah, pretty much like a fitness coach. Um, fitness coach, trainer. So my goal is to like really That's teach dope, people bro. teach people about nutrition, um, like how to achieve their goals, but like how to keep it sustainably off. So mm. my goal for my clients are to never need me again at the end of the four months. So I want to teach them everything. Um, so they don't need a coach again, you know, I love that philosophy. It's so huge. Yeah. Coaching is a it's it's such a What do I want to say? I mean, it's such a high valued should be a high valued position to have in life yeah. in general, you know, and, and just that platform that you have. What what does it mean to you in, the, in, in what you do every day? Like, could you elaborate what that means to you or what you feel you're giving to them, what they give to you? Yeah, man, because I'm sure you're learning a lot through it. It's a, it is a huge learning experience. Uh, I feel like a lot of times you get so lost in the grind. Mm. Um, I think at this point we've helped like 600 to like 800 people. (laughs) Yeah, baby. So like you, you get lost, you get lost in the grind sometimes. So for me, the biggest learning lesson has been to be aware of like, like having those moments of like, damn, I'm like changing people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just like being more aware of like the speed you're going at and like really have gratitude when you need to have gratitude and like yeah. just appreciate like how far you've come and like and, sh- and things like that. So that's right, bro. That's it's crazy you say that. Well, it's not crazy, but um, I love that you said that because I was hitting my first workout today. And on my run, I just had something come to me where it was just like, like I was kind of talking to you before this, um, like this phase one that I'm doing right now has allowed me to slow down my thought process to give me more opportunities to like what you said, right? Be more grateful for the situation I'm in, um, regardless of what's going on and really being able to see the difference of just being in the moment. Like right now, like there's, I am here right now. Like I'm very present. It's something I've been practicing and, and really trying to teach myself. Um, but no, I, I love that you touch on that point. I think it's really important for people 
because of the speed of life our culture brings nowadays, our society and how fast life moves. I mean, I mean, it's November already, dude. Like yeah, dude. it's crazy. It's wow. crazy. Um, but also, I, it, you know, when I look back on how fast things move, you know, you can't slow down time. Obviously, time's always going. Um, it'll, that'll never change. But it's a really interesting feature to your life when you can train yourself. Um, and I believe it's de- definitely through, you know, habits and putting practice into training your mind and having more control of your mind in those moments, those day-to-day actions that you have. Um, like when I'm with my son, like I feel like even time slows down tenfold. Yeah. Um, and beforehand, when I wasn't working on certain things, it wasn't happening. Um, and I'm curious, like to bring it back to like your coaching and what you're doing right now. You're doing a lot of work on yourself, man. Um, and wanted to, you know, shout you out on my channel just for the work that I've been seeing you do. Like you, you and I both know that there's a lot that goes on behind what's actually shown yeah. on the internet. And that's real. Um, and pro- probably a greater percentage of it is never shown, you know, but, um, with the work that you're doing, which I want to jump into for sure, you know, in regards to your personal development and the things that you've been really hammering away, yeah. um, like how that's impacted the other buckets of your life. Um, you've obviously been into athletics, that fitness, um, type of lifestyle which does not come natural for a lot of people mm-hmm. um and a lot of athletes like myself dip out like when i was finished i had an injury so i don't even want to touch a weight for at least a year yeah um different things but you know i want to kind of dig into your brain a little bit um about what your like where your journey is right now um you completed 75 hard uh what a week ago or two weeks mm, it's been like a month has it been yeah Time flies, bro. Dude, that's what I'm saying. We've <laughs> <laughs> been moving quick, bro. Uh, but you you finished it recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is your second time. Second time, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's one piece because, you know, that's obviously a big piece to just development in general. It's a very challenging program, and it puts you in a lot of uncomfortable freaking situations. But I want to I learn from you and, and what, you know, insights you took from it. Um and just helps you to push forward. It's really hard to digest, and I know that for sure. Um, I've tried to do it on here, and it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but just want to want you to touch on, like, first off, like, what made you want to do it for the second time, um, and or even the first time that you did it as well, and just kind of talk through um, the struggles, the insights, the development that you've had, which you know has led to the different buckets of your life, and kind of what that looks like. I think for both times, it was not more. It was. It was more of a mental, like, I'm doing this because I know it's going to mentally level me up. Yeah. So it was never, I think people get confused. They think this is, like, a transformation challenge, like, physically, like a workout challenge. Totally. But it, that, like, it could, couldn't be further from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like both times, especially the second time, like, even the second time, I was in a great place. Like, but the problem was I was comfortable. And, like, mm-hmm. I hate being comfortable. Yeah. And... So for me, that was big. So that is big. I dude. felt like I was just comfortable. Things like financially, I'm good. Right. Uh, nothing's going wrong around me. So it's just like <laughs> yeah. it, that is a good place. It's a dangerous place, but it's a good place. Yeah. To be. So for me, it's just like I think I've always had the awareness of like that's not where I want to be. I want to be. I want to feel like I have my back up against the wall. Mm. And 75 Heart does that. So yeah. For me, it was always about like I need a mental level up and dude like 
like for anyone who hasn't done 75 hard if you feel like you're mentally stuck or just complacent or just really comfortable i recommend doing 75 hard 100 percent. so no doubt that's kind of like my perspective it was, it was a mental level up and like dude like like everything around you like when you really level yourself up like things start happening for you like dude it's crazy bro yeah no it really is it's not i hate i, I say that's crazy a lot um <laughs> when i can't express what i'm actually trying to say yeah but like I was saying, it's very difficult to actually express the things that are happening because they happen so quick through this program. Yeah. Um, 75 days sounds like a lot, which it is. It's two and a half months, close to three months, whatever. Um, but it's so true when it comes to the mental aspect. And like this this year, when January came around, God had put a word, you know, kind of a phrase into my mind and just like pretty much engraved it on me and it was level up. I was at a at a point where, and I, my channel, I've talked about this before, um, so I'm not going to go into too much depth about it, but I was also at that state. I was physically ready to level up, but also more than ever mentally get ready for life in general. Mm. Um, coming out of college for me was a difficult transition for sure. You know, about to have a baby, et cetera. There's a lot of moving parts going on. And I had done the work for a certain period of time, but didn't create a sustainable process or operating rhythm for myself. And 75 hard put me right back on the freaking map and elevated it like crazy. Yeah. So, um, you know, people that watch this or tune in, like they know about it, you know, that follow the channel. Like I talk about it all the time. Um, so with so with the journey of 75 hard the second time around. Like I said, it's very hard to like list off, you know, all the benefits and insights and different things like that. So I want to kind of direct it more to where do you feel you leveled up from a mental aspect, you know, and really break that down, you know, in regards to your business, your life, your relationships, um, anything that your life consists of. Like, where did it really amplify certain areas that maybe needed improvement or um, that you just basically in your heart knew that you wanted to work on? Um, and what what findings do you have from the, the, some of those things? Yeah, um, I think the easiest way to explain it is like when I say mentally leveling up, I think it breaks down into like very simplistically, it, it breaks down into keeping promises to yourself. So mm. by keeping promises to yourself, by like doing 75 hard or even just like making your bed every day, I always tell my clients like, if they're struggling, I tell them like, do something that's so easy and, and do it repeatedly because what that does is it starts building momentum. Mm -hmm. And when momentum builds, like you're able to build off of that and do more things and accomplish more things. So by having to complete these five tasks for 75 days, dude, like you're creating massive momentum in your life. And I'm a big believer yeah. in like energy. So like mm -hmm. if you are, have that momentum and you're putting out that much energy, like that all comes back like i heard this really I believe it i heard this really cool analogy the other day and, and it was something along the lines of like it has to do with like the metaphor was you're sitting at a pool mm -hmm. and so energy moves in waves right so it had to do with like having big goals so if you if you dip your foot in the pool you'll see little ripples in the water and it'll it'll go but it'll just be little ripples but if you jump in 
and make a cannonball, <laughs> like there'll, there'll be waves and yeah. those waves will bounce off and they'll come back. And that's, dude, that's pretty much like, yeah. that's the analogy. It's a good visual. That's the analogy for like 75 heart. Like you, you set these goals and you're, you're putting off this energy and that comes back, whether it be business, whether it be financials, whether, whether it be relationships, like, like all that just starts coming to you. And I think it's because you're keeping these promises to yourself and you're building off that momentum and you're just like, you're making yourself like a vortex and, and Dude, just real. able to receive um, what you want, you know? That's a really good description. <laughs> that was a good visual. Like I, I agree 1000%. Yeah. And what I love what Andy did with this program, like obviously the guy did it himself, you know? Yeah. Um, when I did it, I was like, bro, cause I had, I was telling you about it. Like I had lost 115 pounds on my own, no <coughs> trainer, eating flame broiler, whatnot. Yeah, that's wild. And treadmill every day, little stuff here and there. But a lot of it was coming back to, and I literally just posted on my social today about honoring your promises to yourself. Um, and it's crazy because like, I'm always, I've always been into watching other leaders. You know, I've never really had like a legit mentor that's been by my hip my whole life. It's never really been that way. My mentors have either come through books, um, watching other people like avenues through social or whatever it might be. Um, but a lot of, a lot of people who understand the ability that you can manufacture momentum through honoring your promises to yourself. Uh, I thought it was BS, bro. Like I really did. There was a certain point in my life where I was like, there's no shot. You know, you kind of hear the, some of these things, right? Um, or like I just finished reading seven habits of a highly effective person, uh -huh. um, or highly effective people. And it was all stuff that you, you've been hearing for like decades, even in school. Yeah. Um, but it's so like when you really, really commit to it again, honoring your promises to yourself. Um, or if you are, you know, at a place where you may not even be confident enough to do that, to even honor your own promises, you have certain things like programs or picking apart those programs and starting there, building off of it, whatever. Um, but it, it's so powerful when you do really experience that experience, the ability to manufacture momentum and what it does. Cause you know, what, I, what I wanted to kind of dig in with you as well is how is that translated into your other buckets? Um, cause like with the momentum, right. From creating the, or like finishing the tasks every day, um, and that, that sense of, of happiness of being over for that day, but knowing you got the next day and whatnot, but, um, like where, where have you felt that it's transitioned in, into your other buckets of life? Um, and in what ways? Okay. Um, I don't know, man, I would say, I would say it really just and I can help like for, for me like in the different buckets of my life like like I'm a, I'm a father right yeah um, I'm an employee and in those different areas I have learned from again honoring my promises but also the conversations like the micro conversations I'm having with myself when I'm having a workout or um, having to plan my day out right um, it ha it for me of a huge value I got was time management, managing your day in a way where you can knock these tasks out on top of other tasks that you know you need to get done. Mm -hmm. Or for me to create, like for me, it's so important, Chris, like to have purposeful time 
as much as I can with my with my son. Yeah. Um, so this program, for instance, put me in a place where I can dissect my day and ensure that I can crank out all the stuff I need to so that when I'm with my son, I am dialed into that moment and being the best father I can be in that moment. Um, things like that. Like those, I mean, like again, dude, we could probably break this thing down. No, no, like no, crazy, no, for sure. I, I think it's interesting because it's so different from, it's all about perspective, right? So for you, it's, it's more about time management right. and, uh, and creating as much time for your son where like for me, it's just like, it almost goes back to like chasing a goal. Mm. So just by chasing this goal, like it gives me like purpose and, Love and it. like it's just like we're I'm like the most fulfilled chasing after a goal. So for me, yeah. it's it's always like I feel like I mentally level up the most when I'm chasing. So I'm chasing goal, chasing uh, anything. So like the first time I started it with the end goal in mind to go run a marathon. Mm-hmm. And so by doing those 75 days, it just prepared, it led me into a marathon. Yeah. Um, whereas this time around, it was more of the end goal was to add a couple ideas business-wise and they were kind of just sitting in my head, right? So yeah. by doing 75 hard, now this business is in motion and now it's coming, you know what I mean? Yeah, so just, just by having goals, it's just, it's leveling me up in that way to be yeah. able to do more in the future. Mm-hmm. So. I love that, I love that. So it's really amplifying your ability to execute yeah. on, on some of the stuff that may be uh, I don't want to say on the back burner, but just things that, you know, may fall away f- when you're just not in that, like just habitual. It's so interesting, man. Like when you're in such a groove of, of having to hit certain habits and what that does, um, it blows my mind. I mean, I'm, I'm on day 10 of this phase one and like, it just, it continues to just blow my mind and how it evolves because of the mem- Like, even if you're not like, that's the thing. Like some, some people, you know, will quit right in the first week. A lot of most, a lot of people, most people, it's hard for them to stick to one thing generally, even for three days, um, in this type of world that we live in. But it's so interesting going back to just, I don't know the momentum thing, man. I mean, it's like, once you get a taste, you never, you never you never like I was trying, I was explaining it to Austin like I never not want to be in a position where I I am either close to that momentum where I can regain it again uh, basically create as much distance in between not having momentum and having momentum and keeping that swing of things and always catching those waves of it by always trying to like how you said you said it great like putting yourself up against the wall like there is nothing about this that makes me comfortable yeah. like bro I hate cold showers um, I like working out when I want to, yeah. um, you know, at the end of the day, like if I could really break myself down, like the real, real, real version of me, the one that isn't ambitious, the one that's not optimistic, not positive, like bro, I'd be sitting on the couch doing nothing, yeah. like really, really doing nothing. Um, but no, I love that, man. I love that. And then too, like also like with 75 hard, like I feel like if you're not going to commit to it, like I always tell people, people ask me all the time, like. Like your hard. your clients, yeah. No, no, it's like friends. Friends, yeah. yeah, yeah. Friend, like friends will hit me up. Like, kind of like my best advice is like, if you aren't in a place where you're mentally ready to commit to this, then don't do it because, again, it goes back to momentum, right? So moment momentum, we just speak of momentum in a positive way, right? But it could also be going the other direction as well. So mm. if you're not ready to commit, 
and you do 75 hard, you fail, you go back, you fail again, you're creating negative momentum now. So mm. for me, it's always, I always tell people, if you're ready to mentally level up and you're ready to commit, then go for it. So I think the most important part is like, it's your why, right? So it's figuring out like why you wanna, why you wanna do this. Do you want to mentally level up? Do you want like a physical change? Do you want right. relationships to be better? Things like that. Um, your why has to be clear. So it's pretty much just setting That's your in, setting your intentions. Your t your intentions in life have to be clear, yeah. or else you're just going to be like spinning in circles. So it's it's kind of like honestly like life. So yeah. setting clear intentions, um, and then going after those. So yeah. No, I like that, and it's a it's a really good point, man. And um, on that, like for me, like getting into 75 hard or even learning about it. Like I didn't know about Andy Frisella. I didn't know about first form. I didn't know about 75 hard, any of that stuff <laughs> until really late night. Um, just mindlessly scrolling really. And well, I actually had some intention. I was trying to get the bare surface or, you know, basically the surface level knowledge on real estate, um, just to understand some terminology, different markets, whatever. And somehow Andy Frisella popped in through, you know, the different, um, different profiles I was going through, but um, I was really intentional in doing my research on this program, doing the research on who created it, why he created it, um, you know, really like reading his book and getting into the details of why each task are which, like why they're there, why he chose the five tasks um, and learning about his story and then really getting into the, the, the small print of the program, how to do it correctly, because that's another thing, bro, about people that, have done it or that you may even know that have done it and there is there is a very small line of doing it correctly and not doing it correctly and i think that's another piece and he's actually touched on it um a few different times you know even seeing people posting and um it, you gotta make sure you gotta make sure you like what chris was saying man like what's your why behind it most definitely that's so huge so important and that's again with everything else in life but if you're if you're choosing to get in this, like you need to commit 100 percent. You need to know that you're going to commit from day one to day 75 and do it the right way, because all the micro like one thing I've noticed through the program and just learning more about habits and keeping those promises to yourself is how crucial and oversought not hitting those commitments are those micro micro commitments, bro, like the little conversations you have. Um, you know, whether it's before you go to bed and the things that you tell yourself you're going to do when you wake up. And one thing that's really been on my mind is driving home for me standards over feelings. And really, really, I'm trying to train myself to not allow my feelings or my emotions and not to be emotionless. That's not the point, but to, to create the separation where I'm not allowing my feelings to dictate or my situations to dictate how I'm feeling mm. um, and allowing me a better opportunity and a better platform for me to really have no fear about executing what I need to execute or have that conversation that I know I need to have or make that call or send that email. Um, but those micro habits and those micro conversations you have every day will need to happen and will need to amplify as you go through this program, but you got to have them in the first place. Do your research on it. Um, and nonetheless, man, I mean, I'll, I'll suggest I'm not a rep for this. You know, I mean, I'm not a rep for first form, but I'm rep for 
and I'll stand behind anything that will allow our brothers and sisters to get better. And yeah. for me, this was revolutionary for my legacy, the legacy I'm trying to leave for my son, for my family's name and for myself. Um, and I know it can do that when done the right way. Yeah. Um, cause there is a very fine line between doing it right and wrong. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think a, uh, a key message along the 75 the second time for me was yeah. there was a, a repeated message that like was always in my head and it was um you must be what you can be so you must be what you can be okay. yeah so think of it like you you want to be the best potential right you want to be you want to get to the end of your life knowing that you did everything you could to get to the version your best version of yourself so yeah. I think the most terrifying thing for me is to be at the end of your life and looking back and saying like, damn, yeah. you know, that's scary. It scares me. Bro. That's that scares the shit out of me. So you must be what you can be. Mm. I think it. It's just like. It has to be done, dude, like we we live once we're guaranteed one life, so straight up, I think doing everything you can on a daily basis will really i mean it's going to guarantee you to get to that version of yourself you know so and and yeah. 75 hard is is a great is a great program to get you to that level yes. and and for the people who don't know who Andy Frisella is mm -hmm. like the dude who created this program he runs like a multi-billion dollar company so like for He's the savage bro savage businessman for the people who are saying that like they want they want to do it but they don't have time because work like Andy Frisella runs a multi-billion dollar company. <laughs> so Multiple like, companies too. Bro. Yeah, so th there's no... Has a podcast, you know, travels, does the speaking engagements when, you know, prior to COVID and all that. Like, <clears throat> Yeah, so... The excuses are endless, bro. Yeah. That's the other... That's the one thing that, you know, I got unveiled when I was pulling away the curtains, the layers in my, in my mind was seeing how many excuses I have or that I had. And like, they'll, they'll still come out They'll still show face, right? Yeah. Like the, uh, you know, for me, it's like pushing back my workout an hour. Those little things, right? It doesn't break the program, but that's a, an area of improvement, right? Um, that's another thing, too, is like I feel like for me, it wasn't so much like sticking to a plan. Like, I'm going to do this at this time and this time. For me, it was yeah. like, all right, I know there's going to be days where I'm traveling. I know there's going to be days where things come up, but maybe I'm working an extra, like, five hours and my schedule <laughs> yeah. gets thrown off. Like, it's just adapting on the fly, you know? So mm -hmm. just getting the workout whenever you need to get it. Like, yeah. if you got to stay up and sleep less, then you just get it done, you know? So totally. it's it's. I think for me the biggest thing is, like, really learning how to adapt on the fly and, and o overcoming adversity on a daily basis. And, and, no and yeah. just like the adversity with our mics here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Not man. expected, right? But it, it comes through and it happens. We fixed it. You know? And you keep moving. And, yeah, it's like it's one of those things, too. Like, in order for me, what helps me in that mindset that you're talking about now, because I resonate with that heavily, um, is continuously implementing the practice of being present and having gratitude for literally just being here right now. And not this fan or that pumpkin over there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, a dope pumpkin. Shout out to my sister. Very artistic. <laughs> Hand me that pumpkin really quick, actually. Um, but legit, man, there's a lot of excuses. Shout out CC, my sister. She painted this. 
a little Matt Black action. You know what I'm saying? For the family. Um, but there's a lot of excuses that can be made in life, um, in all aspects of your life. And it's this program will unveil all of those. It will lay, lay them out all in front of you. You will know everything that about yourself if you choose to, um, you know, really, really commit to the program itself and commit to yourself, man. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, I always tell people that I've talked to, um, that I've had opportunities to speak to, or have reached out to me and grateful for them. Um, but you know, really just explaining that at the end of the day, man, I can never control, you can never control your clients, right? Like you can do all the prep for them. You can do all the thinking, all the background, the prepping, the programming, all the things in the world, but at the end of the day, your clients, the people we speak to, they have to make the ultimate decision for themselves. Um, you know, at the, even at the end of the day, right? Like if they are so passionate about doing things for their children, they still have to do things for themselves. If they're passionate about doing it for their business, they still have to do it for themselves yeah. at the end of the day. And I promote that a lot uh, here on this platform because I think it's so important for all the things you do in your life is to really commit for yourself and I understand the dark side of it, of not even being at a place where you could even think that's possible. Um, and that's a big reason what fires me up about doing this stuff every day is because I've recognized and been on both sides of the ball. And I have really been sunken in and that momentum was swaying the wrong way for a very, very long time. And a lot of it was my fault. It was, all of it was under, under my control. I could have taken initiative in certain areas um, or set up habits for my life or continued habits that actually worked for me or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you, man, is just like what things are helping you amplify yourself now? You're off the program. Um, That's what I was going to ask you before yeah. before I answer that. Yeah, how, yeah. how do you? How did you feel when you completed it? Like weeks after. Weeks after. The day it was done, it was. Uh, we have my family has an annual bonfire that we do. Um, it just happened to land on the lat, like not, not my 75th day, but like day 76, essentially when I was yeah. officially done and I was at a bonfire and like, bro, I was like my body because of that, like natural momentum I was, I had created and manufactured like my body almost was like refusing to sit down or lay down or just chill. Like it was really, really interesting. And that's from the physical side mindset wise. I was ready for the next thing legitimately. Yeah. Now for me, it was like, I, you know, I'm so grateful for Andy for doing this, going through the freaking work and, and going in the freaking dungeon and making this happen for hundreds of thousands of people to better their lives. It's honestly free to everybody. So millions. Um, but for me, I was like, Andy did that for Andy. You know, he had a vision, right. To hopefully help amplify and give people a foundation to build their best lives. But I was like, how can I make that for myself? What habits for my life, right? Andy has his life where he knew he was going to be, you know, I don't know what his visualizations are. I'd be really interested to hear what he thought about, you know, working in. Yeah. But for me, it was like, how do I establish the life that I want on my own terms, on my own program, you could say? Like, what's Max program? Mm -hmm. um, and figuring out those things and putting myself in a, an uncomfortable position where I stuck to the power list. I, I knew I was going to do phase one. I knew I needed it um, because I'm not 75 R was a good foundation for me. And honestly, a lot of what I was doing was not even close to 75 hard, but a lot of the tasks that I had to do every day was what I was doing during 
my 115 pound weight loss, which inevitably transitioned into my mind state, my ability to lead better, etc. Um, but afterwards, that's how I felt was trying to find my own operating rhythm, see how I could do without being on the strict program, um, still living by those habits, um, and really, really driving reading home. And then honestly, bro, it was like an itch to get back. Like yeah. I really, really wanted to be back because there is this sense of competition in me that I'll always have, which is, I know there's not a lot of people out there doing what I'm doing right now mm -hmm. compared to the masses. Um, and I respect a lot of people that are doing it and doing it the right way. Um, and that's why I always be like, you know, send and love your way, bro, because I know the people that really, really do it and what they are building for their lives, for their future, whether we're getting the benefits now, bro, or not, which, you know, you've probably seen it already. Like the benefits are, are already in motion. Yeah. But for the sustainable aspect of our lives and what we're doing right now is so respectable for me to see other people's doing it. But I know that everyone is not doing it. And the more days that I can stack up and I was telling my boy Austin this, like I never want to come close to that version of myself prior to starting this program ever again. And the mm -hmm. more I can, instead of waiting for like that dip in life, like for me, there's my grandma told me this, um, that life is a roller coaster and you probably heard it in movies and different stuff like that but she sat me down one day and just like said it to me randomly and stuck with me forever um, but she also said like you have to prepare yourself for those roller coasters whether it's it's an upward momentum or a downward momentum you have to always prepare yourself and essentially not get stagnant in what you're doing because life is so unpredictable in that way but predictable that it's going to happen at one time or not so for me, I want to essentially catch that momentum while it's already in motion and never let it go. And so that's where I was like a few weeks after that. And then I was going to start actually on the 1st of November. And I was like, nah, I need to start. I need to start now. So I started on the 29th of October. Or no. It's a date today. I started on the, the 25th. 25th. Yeah, the Monday before Halloween. Um, but what about you? Especially um, doing it the second time around. So the second time. That's so crazy, bro. The second <laughs> time was. That's some beast shit. The second time was weird because I got so in the zone that, like, I remember you hitting me up or, like, I had had buddies hit me up. Like, what day are you on? I'm like, I don't fucking know, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm checking the days off, but I'm not paying attention at all. Yeah. So I was just, like, in the Tunnel. zone. Tunnel. Um but the first time, oh, no, no, no. So the second time, what was weird for me was I finished the program. I didn't really feel like, like I had already done it once. So like, I right. felt like, I mean, I accomplished a little bit, but I was just like, right. like whatever. It wasn't like this glorious, like, yeah, yeah. it wasn't this glorious thing. I which, feel that. Which was weird too, because <laughs> like we're knocking, we're like checking it off on social media and people are saying like, congrats, like, what are you going to go eat? What are you going to go drink? And I'm yeah, just like, it, like, it kind of pissed me off a little bit because it's like, dude, I think I told people like, I'm going to go do it again. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to fucking celebrate. Like, what are we celebrating? Straight up, dude. You know? So for me, it was the so, second time, so the second time was a little, it was a little weird, but even now, like I'm off of it, but yeah, like I'm still doing like 
everything. I've I've dialed back the workouts a little bit just because I <laughs> body's fucking hurting. Huh? <laughs> well, it was just like I'd, your recovery looked legit. Like whenever I would see little bits of pieces. Yeah, I know you take care of yourself at a at a high level. So, so. the the goal the second time around was to run seventy five days in a row, mm-hmm. and that honestly like wasn't efficient at all. Yeah, like I, I feel imagine. like now after that, like I'm still running, but I'm running a lot more efficiently. Mm-hmm. So like. Try, I, I ended up running 73 out of 75 days, and the only reason why that happened was because on one of the days, I let my ego get in the way. It was my birthday, and I was like, fuck it. I'm running 26 yeah. miles today. So I, I, I was like, I'm running a marathon for my birthday today. Oh, that's right. That's right. So That was close to the end, no? Huh? Uh, it was like, I think, day, day 50. Okay, okay. So I was like, fuck it. I'm running a marathon today, and it was 100 degrees. And oh. I was like, let's fucking, like david goggins mode yeah straight up Where, where'd you do that did you do that here i did that by my private gym there's a uh yeah. there's a circle like a street circle and okay. it's, a, it's a one mile loop Damn. so we were just going just running, running laps it was 100 degrees i love that shit bro and i wanted nobody to, was doing that <laughs> i'm sorry nobody was doing i that wanted that to break day. it up in two halves so i want to do the first half marathon during the day during the heat and i wanted to go back at night and and crank out the last half half yeah. marathon I got the first one done. It was the hardest run of my life by far because it, like the sun was just sucking. I like yeah, I don't oh, recommend yeah. this at all. Like don't go run 13 miles in 100 degree heat. Yeah, that's like gnarly, it's bro. it's you got to be careful with that that game. But we did it. Yeah. But when that's I went gnarly. back at night, when I went back at night, I I felt like I, my calf was like just tearing apart yeah, and uh, I could imagine that. my calf and my Achilles. So I got to like 18 or 19 miles and I was like. It was like midnight, and I was like, I could fucking crawl the rest of this, the rest of the way. But I was just like, at some point, you need to like be yeah. a little smart. So yeah. I was just like, I'm done. And it's scalable. It's a scalable program. But at that at that point too, I thought like my running was just done. So like I stopped. I I recovered the next day, and then I was good. So I just missed two days running and got right back on it, and yeah. didn't run like any crazy like that anymore. <laughs> That's wild, but though. I would stay between like especially through 50 days. Of running, yeah, I think I got to like f- like that's around gnarly, fifty bro. days in a row of running. Um, that's gnarly, so by bro. the end of the end of the seventy five days, I think we put in like two hundred and fifty miles of running, um, which was a good challenge for me, dude. It, it was is. just like I wanted to add a little bit more to it, make it a little bit more challenging, and I mean, I'm not disappointed that like, I mean, you sh- no. you you shoot for the stars and you land on the moon, so yeah, I, like I still ran seventy three days, so yeah, it was no. it was it was cool, absolutely. And that's the other thing that I love about this program is it is scalable, right? Like. You don't compromise or deviate, but there are, again, you got to be smart. Like that was the first thing when I lost all my weight off, off completely separate from 75 hard. I didn't create a sustainable game plan for the rest of my life. It was just, I am going to lose this weight. I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit my goal. And then I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully I feel better. Right. Yeah. I feel confident. Um, but yeah, bro, like this phase one, I'm day 10 in first four first four or five just like most are like your calves feet ankles your lower extremities are are thumping well then the body adapts dude it does dude i'm on day 10 and like i i have gone past like day eight day seven and eight are the ones for me um going ba- ba- based off of what was going on and i had i was in the er before i started 75 hard oh, the shit. first time i had four bulge discs in my lower back um, the reason I stopped playing football was a lower back injury. Oh, yeah, I remember you telling me. And um, I flared it up. And I, the day I flared it up was the day I was supposed to start this program. 
and I bitched out. But I went to work out because I was like, oh, well, I feel sorry for myself. So I might as well just go work out. Did a, a pissed off aggressive workout and got hurt. And then I, w- I went into my chiropractor, which we're going to have on the show next week. Fire. Um, saved my life, man. Um, but I went back to him again. He got me right. And I told him, bro, I'm starting this program on Monday. And he was like, well, you have to work out twice, 45 minutes. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to walk to start. you know." And he was like, well, this might actually be better for you. I recovered probably quicker than I could have because of walking that much. I like those chiropractors that like. In, like they don't encourage you but they like they let you decide what you're gonna do right there's chiropractors yeah. like no you need to stop for a couple months right. I, i've had a chiropractor throughout my life too and yeah. he, he's always like i've always played through injuries like this is what you need to do to like play you know like yeah. no matter what the band-aids know? yeah <laughs> we've got to duct tape your foot or whatever right, like right. we'll do it you know a little cortisone shot no. <laughs> you, just, you just adapt bro for real for real so um Kind of tie it in. So this is kind of the the rapid round. I've never done this before. Um, we kind of do. It's not going to be like crazy fast, but I have a, a set of few questions here, just to kind of dig into your life a little bit more um, and what you're doing. First off is like talk to us about you talk to us about your business. Do you do? Um, well, talk about a little bit about your social game, like what you're trying to do right now through social media, because uh, I'm I'm generally curious to s- kind of see what your vision is with that, what you're trying to do, um, and how that process has been so far. Yeah, man. So in the past, I've always been uh, pretty private. So I've always hated, I've I've had social media, but I've hated to have people know what's going on in my life. Yeah. Um, Feel that. Just because I feel like there's a lot lot of, there's a lot of negative that comes with it. Like, like if you're in a relationship, like people judge and people like think of certain things. So I've always been private. Like, um, I think my family's private. So that's probably where I get it from. Like, we just like to like stay in our own path. And, but as of recently, I've kind of got to the point where it's just like, dude, like we're young. I feel like we're on the right path. Um, and the goal is to like inspire people and motivate people to become like the best version of themselves. And then like, even now, like me and my buddy have this company, so we are helping people lose weight, become the best version of yourself. So it's yeah. like, you need to like be living that. Right. And mm-hmm. there comes a point where super important social media is such like, it's such an important piece. It's like an extension of your life. Like if you're not posting on social media, like you're pretty much dead. Like yeah, if you're it's not really crazy, yeah. If you're not seeing these people on a daily basis anymore, like you're pretty much non-existent. So, yeah. Whatever your message is, I think it's important to share it. I mean, if it's just normal stuff and post normal stuff, but like whatever whatever your content is. But for me, what kind of hit home with me to start posting was just. So I started posting kind of around when I started seventy five hard, and yeah. the goal sick ass videos by the way. <laughs> Like for Thank real, you. Thank but they're you. well done. They hype me up. Yeah, we. You guys go check them out. C Rod TV. I'm telling we, you, we invested in a, in a good camera, so yeah. we, we went all in. Um, but for me, there was there's a long term play for it. So, yeah, the goal is to create a following, um, create a following number one, and then yeah. create a business off of that following. So I think if you have, Smart. if you have people that really fuck with you, yeah. that it's pretty much all you need so you can build a life around that so my goal is that is to create an audience um and then once you have the audience created you can build whatever you want you can sell whatever you want you can do whatever you want but i think as long as you have the audience and you're sharing 
things that can help people and, and inspire others. And that, yeah. I think that's important. So that's what we're doing. So right now is building an audience and then we're going to build a business off of that. That's dope. And you basically, are you, I mean, time tells all with markets and, and different, you know, ventures that you could get into, but you guys are hitting one on the head that should be glorified more than a lot of things in this life. Um, which is physical health, people's fitness, yeah, losing weight, giving people their confidence back, um, or just giving them confidence in general if they've never had it. Yeah, man. Um, Especially now, man, with like COVID dude, going around, and it's like dude, COVID, the food that's getting put out there, the drinks that are being put out there, and how the culture and society literally just hyper focused in that area, keeping everybody very comfortable. That's why I love what you guys do, um, and that's why I rock with you guys a lot because, you know, what we're trying to do here with Orange County's very own is promoting that type of lifestyle of living an uncommon life in this world that we live in now. Yeah. Um, and people like yourself and Austin and other your buddies, your partners, um, people that are just doing un uncommon things to help push humanity forward is what I want to promote through this channel and to you know, really just hope amplifies in people's lives of how important it is and how how much of a platform you have truly in your own life whether you impact one person bro one person um you still have that ability to actually impact someone in a very positive way but you've got to be doing the work every day or doing the actions or putting yourself in positions where you know, I'm sure there's days that come across, man, where you're just like, bro, I got this on my mind. I got this to do. I got this to do. But like my client needs me and you still come through for that person. Right. Like, I don't know. There's just there's just such a special and unique place for coaches in this world that need to be higher on the pedestals of life. Um, because, A, like what we were talking about, just like what you're gaining from being a coach. Um, but on the other side, the flip side of the lives that you're impacting, like, bro, um, good shit, man. I mean, yeah. I think that uh, I think it's not just coaches; it's it's everybody. So I don't like. There's been a couple of videos I posted, and one of them in particular was like, someone looks up. To, there's at least one person that looks up to you in your life. So, like, don't let those people down. You know. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter like what you're doing. There's someone in your life that is like, damn, this guy's pretty dope. So. Don't let those people down. And then another one too is like underestimating like your potential reach. So I think there was, it was a Jordan Peterson quote mm -hmm. and he was saying like, in your life on average, people will know, we'll get to know a thousand people, but you impact one of those people, they know a thousand people and you impact one of those people, mm -hmm. they know a thousand people and you're like, you're one step away from a million people yeah. and you're two steps away from like a billion people. So that's fire, bro. By just so true, especially now, like, yeah, bro, no. we had, that's a, and, but the hard, the hardest thing definitely is like getting the reach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know? and TikTok is the way to go, dude. It's so like real. I've I've had a couple of videos where it's just like, they've just blown up Yeah, and I've seen yeah. like the potential, the potential reach. So I think it's just like playing around, like trying different stuff or you, Really, Dude, really TikTok, like TikTok is like is all strategy. So yeah. it's that's a business, dude. You, you got to figure out like certain times to post, certain content, certain yeah. messages, things like that. And it's just trial. It's just trial and error. Yeah. Um, but the potential reach is there. So it's just like TikTok is a gold mine to be able to. If you're trying to like reach more people, yeah. 
just try with TikTok, and and I'm sure it's not gonna work at first, but you just gotta like try one thing. It's just trial and error. Just try one thing, try another until it hits. I love it. And the one thing I wanted to to highlight about YouTube, bro, is the consistency that you put on there, because we both know from an algorithm standpoint how important that is. Something I struggle with, and, and is on my power list now. Um, big reason why we're getting you know on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, different platforms to continue to get the message out you know there's so many there's so many platforms um but i think the hardest thing for all creators when it comes to digital media the content that you're putting out is the consistency behind it especially if you're one man in it um i luckily have a team here that helps me shout out clayton and austin um but you know they're not clipping it up like i gotta clip it up i'm the one posting it figuring figuring out those things and like testing like reels is crazy too bro yeah reels, reels. will hit sometimes yeah uh which is really interesting but i'm i'm really like tapping into it as well um I think but it is important for people to use their voice bro mm-hmm. um and whatever buckets of life that you're focusing on or what's passion for you like bro i may not even agree with it or like it bro like i'm straight up um but as long as you are in your element being you and being confident in being you, you're gonna you're gonna open up a lot of opportunities for yourself, man. You know, get rid of that fear; it'll open up opportunities for you. It'll build your confidence up. Um, exactly, but nonetheless, we're gonna roll with it. Um, we're gonna go go through a, a rap some rapid questions for you. Um, I'm generally curious about it, and hopefully, it can provide some value as well. Um, but right now, like based on your life, things that you're doing, you're activated in. Um, what like top three, five daily habits do you like basically like non-negotiables that you have to hit every day that help you be the best version of yourself? Doesn't even have to be three to five, but I guess just the top habits that really help drive you towards that next goal, better, best version of yourself, things that are non-negotiables to you. Um, there's one that sticks out in particular and it's um, get uncomfortable each day like find a way to get uncomfortable whether it be just in the normal day-to-day world or in a workout or anything where you feel just you're pushing your body or your mental to like a different just like uncomfortability um i like there there was there was a comment so on some of the videos that have blown up there comes a little bit of negative comments (laughs) and and one of them one of them was because it's a lot of motivational stuff right and a lot of them were like, or there was a few of them, but um, they were like, they were like, there, just because you work out doesn't doesn't make you tough or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like these keyboard keyboard warriors, yeah. but but I didn't respond to it because I'm just not going to feed into that energy. But right, like people were saying, like try doing drugs or try coming out of this, and then, I mean it's like that's their reality, right? Like what am yeah. I supposed to go do drugs and try to find my way out of it? But <laughs> so for me, it's just like. I need to find ways because every day is not going to be like brutal. You know, I don't, right. I don't have these problems. So for me, I find these problems. So for me, it's, it's working out like a fucking maniac. It's, right. it's getting into running. It's pushing my body to its limits. It's things like that, that really mm. develop your mind and that translates, translates into life. So definitely. a lot of people don't believe that like working out translates, but it definitely, if you push your body dude, that translates like, tenfold and elaborate on that because there are a lot of people and even for myself took me a long time to have that realization of how important that transition is and i can resonate with you a lot bro because i'm grateful to be in a position where i don't deal with a lot of 
you know, some of our brothers and sisters in third world countries, right, or just different areas, right? Um, my problems are so little, I feel like, in, yeah. in that regard. So, like, ta- elaborate on why, you know, pushing yourself for you, if, if one of your avenues to become better is putting yourself, or if one of your uncomfortable avenues is pushing your body's limits, um, why do you feel that it transitions and, and um, how, do, how does that look like? Or what does that look like? I think the easiest way to explain it is it just like it builds self-confidence. It goes back to like keeping promises to yourself. So like mm. just by keeping those promises and like let's say doing a tough workout and you get through that workout, it, it builds a little bit of confidence, right? So yeah. that translates right. into conversations you have with people that leads into like business decisions that you have to make, things like that. Mm. So just finding those avenues it's really going to translate in like your relationships and your business and everything dude. yeah that makes a lot of sense the confidence is huge yeah especially when you you know you when you really in there work like really really in there working um i mean i think the what i was going to say was the confidence shines heavy because you're proud of yourself you yeah. accomplished something even if you didn't because there's those days bro like even if you are crushing it like you didn't crush it like you might have did two days ago right yeah where like you just had a monstrous workout um and just felt different right and there's like things you could dissect about maybe your nutrition or your sleep or there's a lot of different things you can look at but um and it's all relative too it's just totally like, it's it's your perspective so for me it's just yeah. like whether it be running 30 miles, whether it's just, it's different for everybody, right? So if if it's for somebody just to go to the gym and that builds their confidence, then yeah, that's important. That's massive. So a lot of the stuff that like you talk about, whether it's on social or just like within your friend group, like when you're having the conversations with your clients, um, like walk us through your mindset as a coach. That's one thing I was really curious of, like. Yeah, so it's not like, I'm not like a like a David Goggins or like a drill sergeant or anything like that. It's yeah. actually I'm like com- your coaching style. Yeah, it's not yeah. it at all. Like you gotta like one thing I learned right away is you, like these people that I'm coaching they have like a lot of weight to lose. So you got to think about how they got there, right? So mm-hmm. these people aren't gonna be at all time highs, right? So you can't right. you can't be drill sergeant. You can't be like what are you doing? Like, why aren't you doing what I'm saying? So I learned very early that you have to be very empathetic. Mm. Um, And I think the main message I kind of teach people is just like, because there'll be days where they fuck up, right? So for me, it's always just like, each day is a brand new day. It's a clean slate. Yeah. So if they mess up, they get off their diet. I'm like, hey, like, let it go. It's gone. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. You just turn the page, you start fresh tomorrow. So I feel like that's kind of the main thing is I kind of really teach them how to be present um because like you're not gonna be perfect we we run four month programs so there's gonna be days where they mess up so and there's a lot of times too where it's just like you can tell they're down you know like they they mess up one day they think about throwing in the towel so you just have to come from a very empathetic uh point of view and and really keep them in the present and keep them moving forward and i just remind them like it's it's a marathon it's not like that's the it's the problem with today's world is like everybody wants things right now and especially with with weight loss, it's you got to shape new habits, and that takes time. It's a marathon race; it's not a sprint. So totally. that's kind of the mind frame I come from. I like it. I like it, bro. It's huge that you're that you're showing those people because, like, again, there's a lot of different coaching styles out there. Yeah, and they work. You know, even if they're very different than yours or whoever it might be, yeah. um, definitely hits with a lot of different people. But I think giving people that authentic, 
viewpoint on life and the reality of our lives um, and time itself, right? Or like what you said, the, what, what I believe really and truly for anyone that's trying to improve their mental game, their physical game, their spiritual game is all knowing, going into whatever you're about to challenge yourself to do, that you need to give yourself time, that there is no instant gratification or instant benefit that'll hit the day after. Like with weight loss, bro, I mean, it takes a significant amount of dedication and commitment and non-compromise and time to actually see the results that you want. You get hung, you get hungrier for the results as time goes on, but it is harder. It's easier to throw in the towel or feel down on yourself or feel, you know, or really embody that victim mindset. Um, but I love, I love that you're bringing that perspective in. It's so major to, for people to see. And it's quite interesting to me, bro, for real, that people don't have even a glimpse of that perspective in some form or fashion. Um, it's always, it's always really, I've always pondered about that. Like for real, like even at my dark times, like I know, like there is a voice in my head saying, get up, get the hell up and go, go do something. Go do something that's going to make you better. Even on the days, you know, prior to the program, etc. Could be from sports or life experiences or whatnot. Um, I don't know, but it's always just a really interesting thought I, for me. I think that comes from like, uh, for us, I think we have that switch just from like sports. So I yeah. feel like you just like people go through some crazy shit, dude. So we just like we don't know what people have actually gone through or yeah. like have even had like the sports or like if they've been abused yeah. or like right you don't know like how like you just have to it's like it's so deep bro yeah. it really is so deep you're right it's a good point yeah man now so next question we uh are we turning to audio only very shortly um so we got a little bit more time on the cam the pod so let's talk about books man um reason a obviously 75 hard requires the reading um quite frankly before the program uh i can't re couldn't even remember a book that i read through completely page to page or cover to cover uh i don't even know if i read cover to cover in high school i Me mean neither. orange lutheran was like there was a lot of skimming bro. i think i read one <laughs> i read one book this is actually fucking crazy. I read one book in high school, cover to cover, is nineteen eighty four. Oh, I remember the that book. The totalitarianism book. Yes. And we're I didn't read it all. Now we're, we're living, living that it. in America now. That is trippy. So you actually read it. I fucking Who did read you it. have? Who was your teacher? Miss Ramirez. Oh yeah. She was dope. <laughs> she's a dope dude. I, I think she's still I there. Someone Kearney. told me that she's still there. Is she? Is she yeah. married? Yeah, I think so. I'd assume so. Yeah, she was dope. Great girl. Yeah, she is. Should we go uh should we go audio now? Because there was only two minutes. Because I feel like this topic's gonna be. Uh, yeah, we'll go audio only. We can just keep talking. The, the camera will shut off and we'll be okay. we'll be good to roll. Cool. Um, so yeah, like going back to it, like bro, literally could not remember. Like again, I skimmed books. Like I definitely would like read a chapter here or read the you know two chapter if I knew for sure I was getting called on or something like the predictive uh, behaviors that I would have for for school. But yeah. until seventy five hard, uh, I really didn't read cover to cover. Um, spent a lot of time in the Bible during my college years, um, trying to grow in that area. But I now, how many books have I read this year, bro? Um, not like an insane amount, but I've read, I read 75 hard to start day one. I got the book beforehand, read it, the, started reading the day of, finished that. It's pretty, pretty short book. Great read. 
Um, I read 75 Hard. I read Gary V's Crush It. Um, put that off for years, bro. Put that off. I have, I've been listening to Gary V for a very long time and only listened to his podcast and never read his book. And he had always talked about it in the beginning, like years ago. Um, regardless of how many books I've read or which ones, the, the most... The most impactful one of them all, quite frankly, um, was Seven Habits of the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, phenomenal book. Sean Covey. Uh, it was written a long time ago and then kind of refurbished, I guess, in a way, or republished by his son. Um, have you read that book? No. Bro. Recommend it. Game changer, bro. Like obviously, obviously, the seventy-five hard program itself was a game changer in many, many ways. But from a maneuvering in life, and you know, stacking the momentum, stacking different ways and avenues to amplify your habits that are working for you, right? And like amplifying your relationships, how you can actually be such a massive form of positive energy in your life was so dialed in in this book like when you're when i was reading it i was like like literally fascinated i've never like i can't even say like a movie had really done this to me like going and reading how they would elaborate on some of these topics and how close to home it would feel i don't know it was just so 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 much value bro is the best way i could say it um, it just gives you different perspectives on how you can win in different areas of your life from a habitual standpoint and the real, real in-depth reasons why. Um, but that was the most impactful one. I'll suggest that to literally every person on earth um, and anyone that's listened to this for sure. It's funny, too, how you, like, you're so, like, in tune with this book. It goes back to high school, right? Like, mm we didn't read any books cover to cover but like how many books were we reading that we actually like gave a fuck about straight up like now that we're, we didn't choose them yeah now that we're reading stuff that like is relevant to us and it's stuff we like we want to improve in our lives like i'm reading books cover to cover on the first night you know yeah and i've yeah. always said like i've got like a third grade reading level i've always said that my whole life like I'll, <laughs> i like i'll read shit yeah, and i just shit. like i won't retain it because that's just like that's yeah. been my experience through school but like same now I'm reading books cover to cover, you know, and so it's, it's, it all comes down to like, are we passionate about the things that we're putting in our heads, you know? Yes, dude. Yes. I've talked about that on here too, Chris, like what, what is your influence? Cause we can all choose it nowadays. It could be really bad for us, right? Like going back to like, are you, are you, are you monitoring the content that you're putting in your head or putting in front of you? Um, but going back to the book topic, like when when did you, when did it really click for you? Was it when you started the first time with seventy five hard? Even before that, did the consuming the books? Yeah, like just re- like getting in a in a in the place of like uh, reading is essentially a, ha- a habitual thing for you now, where you will find time to read a book. Um, I would say probably seventy five hard. Uh, but another thing like a, like. A little bit off topic from the books is yeah, that yeah. a different ways of consuming this information right so i mm-hmm. feel like what's always been game changing for me and i've had the awareness is like i'm a visual learner or an audio learner yeah so like i've learned 
from YouTube since mm-hmm. fucking middle school. So it's not like I haven't been like soaking in this information just through books. It's it's always been coming through audio form and, and visualizing and, Same, and, and, and shit like that. But so I would say from I the don't retain a- stuff. Yeah, from the as- <laughs> from the aspect of actually reading books, I would say probably seventy five hard the first first and second time is yeah. when I actually started consuming books. Um, but yeah, I've always been consuming information in different ways. And I just feel like that's kind of like where we're at now. I feel like our generation is more visual learners off of YouTube and things mm-hmm. like that. So Big time, bro. And then another thing. I've t- learned so much from YouTube, even TikTok, bro. Like some of them, I mean, obviously like mindless scrolling, like there's a lot of different crap that falls through. But like there is some powerful messages. If you, you know. If you treat the algorithm right, like yeah. bro, you will get some golden nuggets in there. If you know how the algorithm works too, dude, you can, you can like, literally like, put in front of you like what you want. Like for example, like for my next apartment, I'm like looking for a couch, so I like yeah. I'll Google couches, and I know that in my sponsored ads will be couches coming up, and right. I I can like swipe up, and I know that I'll it'll feed me more couches until I <laughs> land on promo codes. Yeah, until I <laughs> until I land on the couch I want. So you can definitely like it's very simple if you just figure out like what you want, mm-hmm. you can let the algorithm decide. But it's it is it is no, different, it's different super topic, trippy, different super topic. trippy. But something that I've added into the to the reading is. I'll get the physical book and then I'll get the audio book and I'll play them at the same time. Mm, I so, like that. So I'll get fed. That's dope. I'll get fed like twice at the same time and I'm just like hearing it. So mm-hmm. I can, I feel like I can consume it better. Do you feel like, um, from that point, cause I resonate with you a lot there, bro. I've always struggled with focus. I've uh, been clinically diagnosed of having ADHD, never really embodied that or, you know, told like, Oh dude, I got to, you know what I'm saying? Never used it as like an excuse. Um, really tried to hide it from people. I didn't want people knowing. Um, but I had to be real with myself and be like, okay, bro, this isn't just like, you know what I mean? Like an ego thing. Um, it's real and distractions and regaining focus has always been a struggle for me, which is why I never liked books because it was so easy to me be like, Oh, my phone's right here. Or, uh, well, video games are more fun, and there's more action, more instant, this, that, and the third. Yeah. Um, do you feel like you get distracted easily, or what ways, if or if you do get distracted, um, what ways do you help regain focus? And this could be relatively for anything. Yeah. Do you I have any practices like that? I don't feel like I. Uh, I don't feel like I have like a focus distraction. I feel like yeah. I. I think this is kind of just like a blessing, but like mm-hmm. whenever. I, like I lock into something. I mean, it could even like, there's a fine balance. This could be unhealthy, but like, yeah, I'll give you an example. So I was at a meeting last weekend and it was like a business opportunity Mm -hmm. and long story short, these guys, they brought this business opportunity to me, but they didn't really tell me like what their business like was. It was very odd to me. And they're like Mm -hmm. saying like, if you want to talk more about business, let's meet up next week. And for me, I was just like, I kind of like figured out what they were doing and I just went home that night. I learned the whole business model. Mm. So for me, I'm like very extreme. So if I set my mind to something and I want to do something, I just fucking learn everything. Like Mm. I'm just blinders on and I just get it done. So I get you for me. It's just like, I don't know. I just put the blinders on and just attack the goal. Attack. Um, Yeah. I see what you're saying. And what I, (laughs) a lot of my distractions too, like when it, uh, like it's just quick, man. I don't know how to explain it. It's really interesting. I mean, there's there's with. days. I feel like it, it's for everybody. And it's I think everybody has it at some 
at like some degree um, and different levels for sure different levels for sure for sure for sure um but i think it all comes down to like is it are we consuming things that like we want to consume so like if we if we're general if we're like actually wanting to learn these things like you'll naturally be more attentive to like these topics you know no you're right align your interests with what you want yeah or like just your life in general i found a lot of happiness through that bro and i've gotten a lot of questions from people close to me about doing certain stuff um but at the end of the day bro it's like you talked about it too man like a legit fear of mine i've talked about it on here before too is like I don't want to be old and regret it anything. And that mindset really started in high school with my football journey, um, leaving out there every rep. I never wanted to regret taking a playoff, taking a practice day off, taking you know recovery off, um, and kind of cultivated that type of mindset of not taking a rep off yeah. or tech, taking a day off. Um, but I lost train of thought. <laughs> I think that, uh, I think it comes back to like delayed gratification. So mm. like I resonate with like what you just said. So like, really, do you feel like you're doing enough today that's going to provide for your future? So yeah. for me, I'm just like super present, like really knocking out everything I need to do for that day um, to really be where I want to be in the next five, ten years and things like that. So yeah. I think it's just super important to stay present. And Dude, it's kinda, so important. It's, it's important to like – I love the practice. It's important it to have your, your, in, your intentions just clear. Like there's going to be people that, I mean, maybe don't know what they want to do, like even at our age, and that's fine. Like, totally. But, like, have a little bit of action and, like, searching for that, you know? So, like, if you're just going through life and just expecting things to come to you, they won't, mm-hmm. you know? You have to have intention. And once, so true, once that yeah. intention is set, then things will come to you. And then doors will open up. And then opportunities will open up. And then you'll be able to try things. Maybe something works. Maybe something doesn't work. You Facts. move to the next thing. And, but without, like, any intention, like, you just you're just going to go through the motions of life and that's that's that scary place that we want to avoid absolutely as much as we freaking can man um and that takes me back to the book that i just finished um it brings up those types of steps right for for people that are very lost um or or are in a very good place it honestly doesn't it doesn't really matter but it still hits home for every type of person Um, But laying those foundations, like having a true, legit vision about your life, like for some people that have not spent that time and put that effort in to actually identify what that looks like, even if it changes, right, or like what your principles are in life, things that you will not go against because your heart actually believes it or whatever it is, there are certain there's like ways to getting to, in my opinion, and through my experience, like there are ways to help you create at least a foundation and get you on the right path to start. Mm-hmm. And then once you, again, having to take the action, right? Like putting the time in visualizing what you want for your life. Um, Cause it's hard to, it's hard to go for just an outland, like an open goal 
You know what I mean? When you put an open goal, like there's difference between having a hard set goal and an open goal. This one you're going to be a lot more committed to for daily actions, in my opinion. Like when I hard set to that goal and it's not like a, a loosey-goosey type of deal, the the daily actions are, are driving home more with this solid goal. So setting up that vision for your life, right? And then within that vision, creating your mission statement. Like um, they talked about that in the book as well. Um, and they legitimately like you have to do homework. That's the one thing that's cool about this book. It's like a very interactive type of um, type of right where they challenge you to go out into the world and go practice some of these habits. No. Um, but uh, kind of switching topics here, like I'm curious, you know, going through 75 hard, being a coach and working with people and helping them trying to shape and mold themselves to live their best lives. What does like what does mental toughness mean to you and what is the importance of it in your opinion i think it's important man um to be able to overcome challenges on a daily basis i think it's important for life um so i like going back to like the working out aspect finding ways to overcome adversity mm. through these challenges is one way to to work on that you know so i think it's important um it translates for sure um but yeah man yeah i think it's important and what what does it mean to you to to have like to embody mental toughness i think it's perspective um so there's mental toughness of like again getting through workouts there's mental toughness of like maybe like a relationships ending and you gotta like bite the bullet move on things like <laughs> yeah. that you know yeah um keeping your kind of like your ego in check so there's, mm-hmm. i mean mental toughness comes from like all aspects of life yeah um i like that yeah man mental toughness is a an interesting feat it's definitely a um very interesting topic to me i'm sure it's probably the same for you no doubt or you wouldn't have done 75 hard. Yeah. Um, I didn't know the importance of it, though, truly, until this program. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you because I think it is a necessity to human nature. And I, and I believe that society and our culture have dug its, that narrative so deep in the ground that mental toughness isn't important in your life. Um, and to surround your life with conformities um put yourself in comfortable positions eat comfort food um you know this is happening with this celebrity you name it bro all the toxic shit that's out there um but i really to me the importance is living the type of life that you want to because a lot of the time when we're breaking like even if you haven't written down like principles right or the ways that you know you want to live your life, but you are breaking those, uh, or you're breaking the promises that you said to yourself that leads into breaking promises of others and your business and your employee um, and your role at work or like whatever it is. Um, You know, it pulls, I don't know. I just, 
without mental toughness, you're not able to really live the life that you want to because you're taking away, in my opinion, you're taking away opportunities. Like it'll, it, it, when I, when I don't step up and be mentally tough, it takes away opportunities for me to be a better father, to be a better son, be a better brother, employee, owner, this, that, and a third, whatever I'm doing, it allows me to be better when I'm mentally tough because yeah. it shapes and molds me into someone who's not soft. I mean, I don't know how to say it other than that. Like, there is a soft way of living, which is conforming to everything, maybe not standing up to your opinion, what you believe in, um, not allowing outside influence to create a narrative in your brain, like whatever it is, bro. It, I mean, it stems from so many different places. Um, I, but, think, I think yeah. it, it is like the, the narrative that is being pushed today, too. So it's like not like for like for men it's just like it feels like if you're a masculine man man it's 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 bad now like people yeah some weird bro yeah it's I like, don't get it it's like society doesn't want you to win and if you're winning then like you're toxic things like that or it's, it's fake yeah. or it's which there's a lot of people that are you know they're capping out there big time bro but yeah. so I think I mean it goes hand in hand with the mental toughness um it's just like you gotta you gotta be really careful of like what society is pushing. I've always been the guy. Yeah, I do. I've always been the guy to really see things from like an outside perspective. So like, like the messages that are being pushed or like the direction people are going in. And I've always been the guy. If like everyone's going right, I'm I'm going fucking left. Even if it's like the wrong way, I'm going the other way. You know. Yeah. What do you think that stems from? I don't know, man. Um, that's a good question. Because it's a unique skill, in my opinion. That that or just like innate, <laughs> like innate, I don't know, uh, need to be, or like to, 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 to blaze your own paths, you know? Like some people are just have an, an innate ability, but I feel even those people might have a, a purpose behind it, you know? I think it's just like really observing like let's say everyone's going right i'm just observing like is that where i want to go like why are people going right you mm -hmm. know um so you really is, like analyze you yeah, analyzing like I'm analytical what? like yeah, is I like that what that. i want like i don't think so or like what people what people are making those decisions to go that way yeah because i look at that stuff too i'm really curious about it i'm, I'm glad you said that because it's something that i look at too a lot of the time i'm spent on social and like the boundaries i set for myself um, I really try to use these platforms to study, to study humanity, study the, the problems that I see in the world, right? Uh, that God might lead and put on my heart to talk about. Um, or just like I, I really, like, really put it into practice to use this platform for that reason. Obviously, there's times where I'm mindlessly scrolling and whatnot, trying to laugh or send a funny, you know, TikTok to a yeah. homie. But um, it's just, uh, gosh, I keep losing my track of thought, bro. <laughs> But like, um, say ADHD, bro, goes crazy. It's all good. But um, we were talking about. Well, uh, it's just society and culture and watching what people do. Like I, that's a big reason why. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> good, bro. Um, but that's why I like using these platforms to really look at what people are doing and and you know I, I really come at it from an open mind mind state as much as I can. I'm not perfect. There are times when I'm judgmental and have to rewire myself um or just get off the app in total if, if that energy is coming to me yeah but I, I really do enjoy watching what people do 
um, or the choices that they make or the trends they hop on. Um, because a lot of the time it's filtering, regardless of the platform it's on, it filters and it goes and it, and it funnels, not filters, but it, f- it funnels down each social channel that we have. Yeah. Um, but I'm typically one to have those questions for myself initially, right? Like, why are people, why are people making the decision? Like you said, what's causing people to make the decision? What influence is out there right now that may ha- cause influence for people to make this decision and what type of people what type of character of those people are making the decisions um and a lot of the time like you and i'm sure even after 75 hard that you can probably look at your peers your family members friends etc and there's a different perspective on life when it comes to the excuses or maybe the reason why someone is the way that they are um which i thought was a really interesting you know, benefit that 75 hard gave you is you just have no time for bullshit, mm-hmm. uh, quite frankly. And you can see right through it because you dealt with your own bullshit. Yeah. Um, but no, just to go back to it, like it's really just interesting to see, um, why people make those certain decisions and that, you know, you might go a different way or a different direction. And a lot of the time, bro, like when you listen to people, maybe you've heard this or not, like you listen to really successful high level people, um, they were usually the ones that pioneered off and did their own thing right. while others were doing what everyone else thought was the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome, bro. Yeah, man. And I feel like this year too, it's been, I mean, over the past 12 months, it's been, it's been crazy to see like messages being pushed and, and things like that. So it's, even, yeah, it's, it's even more magnified now to like, mm-hmm. all right, you, you get f- fed, certain news certain information it's even more important now to really like pause think about it mm-hmm. use your own logic because like we'll see something on social media now or we'll see breaking news and it'll be fucking like a post from fucking johnny's whatever right and it, it's breaking news and we see it and we're like that's the truth like mm-hmm. we just see it and that's it yeah we don't really sit pause taking the information do your own research gather your own information and then make a decision from there what right. you want to believe and what you don't want to believe right. it seems like we're going in a direction where it's like it's this way this is the truth this is mm-hmm. you know so it's it's yeah, even it's more important today now to really think about the information you're taking in mm-hmm. use your own brain to come up with what you want to believe and then get it out yeah and then get it out bro like the last the last episode i just posted for ocvo was talking about using your voice bro using your experiences uh and just collaborating with people more bro like the society and our culture and where we're going right now is so far away from what we were actually built to do which was collaborate with each other forge new things out of disagreements bro you know, like straight up, I was just talking about it. Like the most amazing companies in this world, uh, the most, the, the, the greatest organizations, the greatest relationships, you name it, like just team type aspects, um, or large, large organizations that have even impacted the legacy of humanity in general. were not just a bunch of people that were in agreement. These were all people that had their own opinions, all their beliefs, their religious standpoints, all of all of who they were, right? Come in together, work as a team collaboratively and came up with how to run this country. 
and it didn't come from everyone you know sipping champagne cheersing all the time like it was legit people having disagreements getting swords involved you know like like it was it was more about and that's what i loved about seven habits of a highly effective people talked about like the ability to create third alternatives in a in a disagree focused world you know a disagreement focused world where oh i disagree with you well i really don't want to rock with you now you know there's certain boundaries obviously in certain levels for each person yeah um but it's so important in this world that we're in now where a lot of the message that is out there is dividing our people for sure straight up um by just the trivial shit the big shit and then trends in general um and and the keyboard warriors and the people that have uh just really sad lives or like you know i don't know what's up with your life if you have enough time to drop negativity on anything on social media you got you got something to look at bro because that's just to me that's just you're at another deep 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 level of uh where your mindset is but nonetheless i want people to understand how important their voice is and how valued it really is regardless of if it lines up with mine or not like we need people to speak up and bring creativity and innovative shit into this world we need your ideas bro i mean that's really what it is and people are so scared because there's only two three four narratives out there bro there's not two three four of us yeah. You know, and I just I don't know. I'm fired up about it because there's so much potential out there just sitting and people have ideas lined up like the ideas that you said you wanted to do, but figure it out a way to get that shit out of your brain onto paper or out into the world and execute stuff. We need more people to be in that space and have confidence in doing that. And that brings it all back to, you know, my appreciation for individuals like yourself that put yourself in positions that are not easy, which is to coach people um, that a lot of the time are in a place where they are so deep that they need that additional help. Not everybody don't want a blanket statement in it, but they can't do it on their own. Right. Or, you know, however you want to chop it up. But um, I don't know, man, our society and culture needs a lot of work. And and I always bring it back to the individual self. Um, You know, people need to start doing the work for themselves they need to take care of their minds, they need to take care, take better care of their minds, take better care of their bodies, take better care of their souls, their relationships, their lives, bro. Because we're like, I always come back to this. We could have been anything else, bro. Legitimately. Anything in this world, on this planet, we could have been chosen to be anything else. But we got to be human. We got to be humans. And we get to live this extraordinary experience that is getting so watered down, in my opinion, by all the distractions and shit that's going on around us. When what really matters is the fact that we have a beating heart. Prayerfully, we're healthy, right, to live a life, um, you know, and have the opportunities that are in front of us. But what's crazy to me to think about, too, is like, like, think about, like, even like our own bloodlines, like how many people have come and gone to to get to like to this point now trippy so it's like it's beautiful bro it is you know what i'm saying so i just like even more so feel like obligated to like carry on our our own bloodlines you know straight up um because a lot of people sacrificed and died and like we didn't we didn't have to go through any wars you know like none of that so yeah man i think it's important to leave your legacy bro for sure like for real like you here right now no one says you got tomorrow. Like, we got calendars, right? 
we all know tomorrow can be a thing, but it really ain't promising. It's been drowned out. Like a lot of, a lot of these like stereotypical sayings or these quotes and things. Like there's a reason why they're quoted, obviously, but they're so damn true, bro. Like we and and this is biblical too. Like we are not promised tomorrow. You know, we're not promised next year. You know, and in business, right? Like a lot of what we do for strategical planning on our teams at work, right, is always looking forward always looking forward what you know we did good this quarter we give some pats on the back you know good you know good celebra- celebratory appreciative things whatnot but what's next what are we going to do in in q2 of 2022 i'm like bro i don't know <laughs> i mean i don't know i gotta i gotta execute today maybe something comes to me today we'll see yeah. but um, it's crazy that you just said 2022 Bro, for real. That's wild. Q, think about Q2 of 2022 or Q3, right? You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Um, but it's going to be here. And it's, it's here. one of those things. Exactly, bro. And it's like, t- dude, it's November already, bro. I, I just want I want people to really understand how beautiful and blissful it is to be in the present moment. Because it comes and goes. And it doesn't stick for long. It's very, very, it's very picky and choosy with how much time it gives you to be in that moment. But the more and more you practice that skill and drive it into your day and drive it into the events that you have, the tasks that you're doing, you will be happier living your life and just being alive. Even if you are getting your ass busted at the gym or you're getting your ass busted at work or someone just died or someone something tragic happened in your life. Like, bro, think about I was thinking about Henry Ruggs and the family of the person that died that night like that honestly was another because i think about this all the time i always bring this narrative back in my head there is no tomorrow bro there is no tomorrow that you have right now you have this second you have this moment like bro we're john wayne's not too far from here like bro airplane could legitimately come down and crash on our heads (laughs) we would have no control over that bro but i think about this shit and i'm like okay how can you know it doesn't make me want to be like, oh, I want to go do something like crazy extraordinary right now, right? Like it doesn't make, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that for me right now, at least in my life. Where I'm at right now is literally just like, bro, I'm at bliss just sitting here with you, my boy, just chopping it up, you know? And like uh, the vision and passion behind this to hopefully help someone else hear this or see this and the impact it is, but just being here, you know? I'm not worried about the worries and things I have in my person. We all got shit, bro. I think people honestly forget. I really do. You know, as as you put yourself in more opportunities to grow and you get busier and you, you know, your calendar gets a little. I think people legitimately forget that that you're I don't I don't know. I don't even know what I was about to say. The, I get what you're trying to say. <laughs> that everybody's got shit. You know, yeah, we have like everyone, at the end of the day. Everyone's busy, bro. At the end of the day, <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. At the but at the end of the day though, like nobody knows hundred percent why we're here. We're just fucking here trying yeah. to figure it out. Oh, Drake's just as confused as we are, you know. Yeah. And even though he comes off this like, I mean, he's made it, whatever. But I'm sure in he's his figured head, figured out something in life. Yeah, for sure. But at the some end, shit has clicked. But at the end of the day, no one knows why we're here. We're just in the middle of space on a floating rock and, and we can create more of ourselves like bro when i had my baby i was tripping bro yeah, that's crazy like you like when you like they they did not love my baby boy i was talking to him today but like when you are just there is a change and they talk about it parents talk about it people that have had children before they talk about that that next level of thinking that comes into play 
and you know, I'm I'm so thankful for it. Now I was very confused as a young man, young 22 year old, and that happening at the stage of life that I was in. But as I've been accustomed to accepting it, which was one of the first stages initially, like in the first few days, the acceptance. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, the acceptance of the responsibility, the acceptance of the love, the change that you're going to have. There's a lot of things that go into it. But you start to see your thought process evolve into a much more expanded thought process. You definitely look at the world differently. You look at people differently. And you look at yourself differently. Um, and it's been a really interesting aspect to my life to really look at it from two people's perspectives and now no longer one people talk about it from a marriage perspective, but it, I feel like, you know, I've never been married, so I can't really speak for those people, but you have your own child. Like it was trippy enough that God chose me from one to 400 trillion people, you know, one to 400 trillion odds to have me be on this earth and let alone be able to create a piece of me with somebody else. And, you are responsible for them and their lives and the impact that they can have on the, on the people that God chooses to put around. I'm like, bro, it's just when you really get, you know, some of those late nights, like, bro, it's, it goes a little bit deeper, but nonetheless, regardless of your situation, like just the, I think it's important to spend that time with yourself to think about life, think about it deeper, get past the surface level and learn about yourself, man. There's so much you can learn about yourself. It's insane. I think it's it's interesting perspective like you coming from like not being a father but you think about it from the perspective of us being the kid <laughs> like we we grow up thinking that like <laughs> our parents got it all figured out and everything and they like have life figured out but it's just like now that you're a dad like you know like you don't have everything figured out in your life so like your parents are an extended form of that yeah, and we're the byproduct of that and it's just like it's it's trippy, very man. True, man. It's, it's very trippy. true. And they, for me, it gives a lot of, of really just more gratitude, honestly, towards my parents. You know, it's, it's helped amplify my relationship with them, my respect for them, um, because I know the thoughts that were running through their head. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's nonstop, bro. You know, that's the other piece. Like when, I don't know, like for me, looking back on it prior to being in fatherhood was like, you know, thinking about myself, sometimes I didn't have to think about myself. I had that choice. Now that choice is gone. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those things that God has really answered my prayers through fatherhood, um, which is something I'm very, very grateful for and will be uh, for the remainder of my lifetime. Um, was I knew there was a point in time in my life where God stepped in and told me it was time to no longer live my own life, to live a life that he has forged for me and to come along. And I made that choice, dedicated my life to him. And um, from that point, I knew that I needed to do more with my life than what would be common to the normal person or mm -hmm. even to the extent of what my mindset thought I could accomplish in life. Um, that there was another level of experience that I needed to tap into through action and work and dedication to his plan for my life. Um, which kind of touched into what I prayed about tonight, you know, just about allowing God's presence to literally burn the path in front of us so that we have no other choice but to follow his. Um, because I think it's so important. The more I talk to people of faith um, and even people without faith, but more specifically to people with faith, 
and how important their decision making, their habits, uh, the relationships, everything basically involved in their life is going through God first. And for me, that is so important for what I want for my life and knowing that because of the visions, the vivid, vivid visions that God has gifted me with, um, having a child has allowed me to direct my life in that way where some of the distractions that I could be immersed in at this time of my life, had I not have a child, I would be working to get through and challenging and taking me away from opportunities I now have being a father. Hmm. So it's been really interesting to dial back and I'm very analytical in that way with my life. Yeah. Um, but I'm a big believer. Like everything happens for a reason too. Mm -hmm. So I feel like maybe you needed that in your life. He answered my prayers, bro. Yeah. Like for real, like there was nights where I was praying like, Lord Jesus, like I, I know like this is a struggle in my life and I, I don't have a hold on it. This is, this is challenging in my life and I don't have a hold on it. Like, um, you know, I want to live a better life. Like whether it's like for, you know, being a warrior for you or like whatever, wherever you see me fit on this earth, like I want to be there, but these things are holding me back. And once I stepped into fatherhood and make that, made that decision, took that responsibility and chose the path of life to be an active father in my child's life and to be active in life in general was when that, when that switch flipped in my head where, these distractions no longer have a hold on me and developing through prayer and through action and through researching and trial and error of what habits are going to serve me and which habits are not serving me, what people are serving me and what, you know, what not pe what people are serving me, but what people are value exchanging with me, um, and, or not. Um, and just looking at, you know, getting me again, going back to the simplicity of putting yourself in positions to get to the place you want to be in life, the man you want to be, the businessman you want to be, um, the servant you want to be, uh, the giver you want to be. I mean, what you name it, you put your title where you want it, but it's possible for you. And I truly, truly believe it. It's got to be through action and it's got to be through taking care of yourself first, especially if you're a giver. I know there's a lot of giving hearts out there. We love you, <laughs> but you got to take care of yourself, man. Um, 100%. It's so, so crucial. And there's a lot of distractions going back to like what I believe was so beneficial of having a child. Um, one of, one of the many things that is beneficial of having, having Brody was dialing back my life, slowing down my life and realizing what is actually what is actually worth it? What is worth my time? What is serving me? What can I serve? What's the value exchange? Um, Sounds like it's really helped you, your ability to become present. Yes, bro. Become present and just have a clear vision on my life. Yeah, what's important? Because, like, bro, I would, not. like, 100%. Like, what used to be important was, like, turning up with the boys. Yeah. Get shit done. Execute. Okay? First and foremost, no doubt. You talk to any of my boys ever worked with me it's execute at a high level regardless of the situation regardless of the environment we are making things happen at a high level but we're also going to have a lot of fun um, and my fun looked a lot different than it does today yeah it really does um and i'm thankful for it bro and uh you know there was a lot of battles and a lot of dark places that my mind went but they needed to go there for where i know god wants me in my life and where i know i can achieve and I want people to, to get there. 
and I this I mean this platform in of itself is is my journey bro I want to document this stuff this is like my documentary really is like any content I put out there I want it there forever whether my son wants to look back on it his kids kids whatever it is um, I want I want to use this platform for that reason and, and help you know potentially help change lives or just give people different perspectives bro I think I think it's cool too so like for me like i said i want to build an audience and then and then build a company off of that yeah that's kind of like my documentation so there's yeah. something like really appealing to me about like not being at the end goal and like bringing people along the journey so like for me yeah. I'm, I'm starting a company that i'm like never started before but i think it would be so cool to document the journey from zero and film everything and yes so it's like it would be super <laughs> cool if like we had yeah, like nice. like elon musk's journey like right him starting as like a 18 year old now and he's just documenting everything and, and you're along for that whole journey you know right so i think there's something Very really there's concept. something really cool about our age right now we're still young we're still figuring things out and just starting now and like imagine yeah. like what what we're gonna be at in 10 years mm -hmm. like and having that all like saved in a file for people to look back on like imagine straight like up. you making a youtube video right now and you looking back on it in like six years like that's straight that's up. trippy dude straight so i think up. i think it's cool to to just share your journey you it's know? special it's unique and it gets drowned out for some reason that yeah. everyone's not special not unique i got fired up yesterday bro on my run i started running more too by the way nice um shins are you know they're feeling it it's meditation man yes yes Lots of draining my legs constantly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I got really fired up because I just, again, like I analyze society and culture and I, I analyze the comment section and I see what's going on in the world. And it just blows my mind that there is a narrative out there that the successful people in the world were, they were just, I don't even know if it, not that they were chosen, but like they got lucky or or like it just fell in their lap or this, that and a third. Like I, I just don't or that like success is only for certain people. I think yeah. that's really what I'm trying to get to right now. I think it comes that off. That narrative is so it's so wrong. Yeah, it's so wrong. It's out there for everybody, bro. Like, yes, there are different levels of challenges of life, right? There are disabilities out there. There are. I don't know. I have disabilities have got to be one of the top ones, but you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, it's not though. You see people that do have disabilities, our boy, Jake Olson, like, dude, amazing story. It all comes down to how bad do you want the type of life that you want and how willing are you to accept the current situation you're in now, but not accept that it's it, that it's the, it all be all. I don't know. I, th I think the problem is, uh, is, is social media the way people portray themselves on social media is like it's all highlight reel so it really mm, fucks yeah. with people's heads so i think there needs to be like a little bit more transparency I, it's something i'm even working on too like Same. i get caught up in it sometimes and For i see, sure. see people with that look like they have a ton of success but like at the end of the day like you don't know what those people are going through they're just posting their highlight reels so yeah i think it's it's important to really have perspective in that in that aspect and mm -hmm. uh, i mean that's something I'm working on is to be more transparent and post more of the days that are like, that are tough and 
and things like that because that's yeah. what's most relatable too is is going through shit that's For what sure. that's what people relate to i think you're right and i'm glad you you brought that up um because i'm working on it too bro I, I try to be as vulnerable as I can on this show, for sure. This is, like, one of the more platforms. But even, like, you know, when I document my 75 Hard journey or the Live Hard program now, um, I do only post the wins pretty much every time, you know? Like, it's typically, like, crank the workout out. Boom, that's posted. Yeah. Post that I finished the day, crushed out all my tasks. Boom, that's posted. But a lot of people don't see my notes on each of those days. Um like I, like I was telling you when we were talking, like I use those notes emphatically. Like I, I pour in like my vulnerabilities on those notes, um, my insights, the things that I saw in myself that I really wasn't proud of or whatever it might be. Um, but I'm trying to be more outwardly, you know, out there with. Now, the thing is, like, I have a competitive side, like with this program, like I'm going to get this shit fucking done every yeah. day. I will make I will make sure that it happens one way or another. So, like, people are going to see those wins. Um, but again, it's being creative and, and uh, you know, manufacturing the inspiration of how you want to communicate your vulnerabilities or your mistakes or the things that you're not doing wrong, which, like you said, bro, people resonate with a lot more, I feel like. Um, and I do, too, as I'm looking at other content when people are posting stuff that, like, I don't know, tendencies of a human being. I don't know. It's, it's tough to share, dude. Like, yeah, if you're having days where you're losing and, and shit like that, it's it's tough to share and be vulnerable to that aspect it's like as a man i feel like it's kind of tough yeah. you know to, to be like damn like i don't know where i am right. i don't know i don't know where to go from here and things like that but i think it's important i think it's something we probably we all need to work on no um, doubt so and it's a perishable skill just like you know a lot of what we talked about on, on this episode guys um, a lot of these skills, different habits, things that we've accumulated through action and, and practice and, you know, what, whichever form we're, we're getting um, these things amplified through, they're all perishable. Um, and that's something that I have to continue to remind myself day in and day out that the work that I'm putting in right now can be perishable if I put my foot off the gas. I've, the reason I say that is not because I read it out of a book. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. I don't know. But I, I, this is coming straight from my heart through experience because when I put my foot off the gas in certain areas of my life and I'm not putting my full attention or intention into it, it falls off. My ability, my ability and opportunities fall off. The momentum decreases. Things that I don't want to happen end up happening because I'm not doing the action or I'm not putting into... I'm not putting work into the practice that needs to be. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, we're going to wrap this thing up. Um, just want to say appreciate you, dog. Yeah, man. Thanks keep, for having me. Absolutely. We'll, we'll get you on for sure um, as time goes on, as we um, continue this journey of getting better. And I feel like um, there's a lot we could talk about. We can't just fit it all into one podcast. So. No doubt. No doubt. But f whoever, you know, stuck to the end, appreciate you guys sticking with us, man, and, and just supporting um, one thing that is just huge for one thing that's huge for, um, you know, just for the growth of this, this brand, um, this platform, this podcast getting out to more ears and more eyes is just sharing it with friends, man. It would mean the world to me. Um, if you could do that, you know, shoot the link to a buddy. Uh, and of course it's only if you really enjoyed it. Um, if you saw that you got value out of the conversation, um, definitely go check out our boy C rod at C Rod TV on all social media platforms. 
um, his videos are legit. It will get you inspired and what he's doing in life is legit. And it's not many people out there, um, you know, that are doing it legit behind the camera. But I could tell you firsthand that this dude is doing it. So thank you. Man. Keep going about it, man. Um, keep impacting lives, your clients, lives, people around you uh, and setting the tone, living that leading that uncommon life. Yes, sir. Uh, but to wrap things up, guys, until next time, uh, as always, take care of your mind, man. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul and take care of the people around you. Until next time, we out. Peace. Space? Space bar. Good shit. Was it? How long was that? I don't know. We started uh I told you, bro. We no, could have gone for easy. a couple hours. It's too easy, bro. If you can get in a flow where we're just talking, it's easy. Is it?